Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Brighter Side is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash brighter side for your free trial. Scratch this DJ, where'd you get that? Scratch DJ Academy. Back when Kissel and Barnett ran a show there. Oh, they but they would give us all hoodies after we performed. It was great. I still wear it. It's very cool. comfortable. You look like you could be like a <coughs> DJ. I had a guy. I wore this in LA, and I had a guy come up to me. He's like, he's like, yo, yo, what's your name? I was like, Ed. And he's like, no, 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 like your DJ name. <laughs> DJ Ed. <laughs> I was like, I'm not a DJ. <laughs> listen to DJ Eddie Spaghetti. Oh man, that was the name kids used to say to piss me off when I was a kid. Oh no. It's okay. You don't That's know. the worst you got? Eddie Spaghetti pissed you off? Well, you know, fat and cooties and all that until I figured out you could just beat them up. Ha, yeah. ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I got a you ugly white bitch a lot. <clears throat> you ugly white bitch. Yeah. I had to stand mm. up for myself. I was hanging out for I went to Catholic school, but when I played football, I played football in Deerfield, and it was just, it was all black kids and me. And I was, and I was so fat, I couldn't play with kids my age. I had to play with older kids, and then, I don't know, they all liked me. Because you know, fought a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get into one fight when you're a kid, they all start liking you. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I defended myself against a bully in third grade. I've never been more popular yeah. after that. Oh, and yeah. the rest, it was great. Big kids would come up and be like, "Hey, man, I saw it." It was like they weren't saying it just subtly. They were like, "You got that rage in your eyes." Oh man. You got that rage. Yeah. Nobody wants to like fuck with a weird kid, you know. Oh. They nobody. know you're crazy. That like that you always try. It's plays out in the movies too john malkovich air force one small guy craziest Thank one you. though man i uh i had this i remember this one time the first time the kid got me on the uh he's like what's the capital of thailand you're like oh bangkok and i didn't know i wasn't expecting it and then he punched me in the nuts <laughs> and then i just beat the shit out of him in the middle <laughs> just punched him in the face like 10 times in a row <laughs> wow well he got it <laughs> What did he think was going to happen? What an idiot. You <laughs> probably wanted it's one to of my, It's one of my favorite memories. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, pitch- don't do that. <laughs> oh, don't do that. I picture you telling your grandson by a fire these stories. <laughs> Let me tell you the stories of the old world. Oh, yeah. I remember when a kid named George Alfreder spit in my face and I beat him for 20 punches <laughs> and then Bucky Dent pulled me off of him and everything was fine that's a true story uh, <laughs> Brandon what are we gonna eat <laughs> ah no more fight stories I remember one time I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings Tallahassee Florida and three gentlemen came up to a waitress and said hey look at my cock and so we kicked him out and then they fought us and we beat the shit out of them, and they had a bunch of crack on them, and they all went to jail. 
<laughs> End of story. <laughs> it was that uh, was a fun one too. Crack cocaine. It sounds like a lot like the liquor you're drinking right now. <laughs> Guzzling it back. Oh, you know I'm thirsty. <laughs> you guys like to chew tongues? Come on, let's chew some tongues. Come on, I can't wait to tell my grandkids about New Orleans, and they're like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "It's a land of like music and food and culture. Where is it? It's under the water. Exactly. <laughs> You'll never go there." We call it Atlantis. Now. Unless you have scuba gear. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think New Orleans? I mean, Manhattan, they say 50 years will be underwater. That means New Orleans has got to be like 20. 20, yeah. And nobody gives Miami. a fuck. Miami. Miami's like already in water, right? Yeah, Miami. Uh, Charleston. I saw, last time I was at Charleston, the tide came in and all the streets were flooded. It was fucking crazy. I never seen anything like it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. But I've talked to climate change deniers, and they, like, when you talk to them about what's actually happening in the climate, they generally agree with you. But when they don't, why they're deniers is because they say uh, climate change is a way for the government to take more taxes out of small business. When really, like, we put our garbage in recycling, we have to pay for recycling, and I personally see garbage men just throw it in the regular trash. Oh, yeah, no, recycling's most likely just a lie. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I would I would I would like to think that that wasn't true, but uh, I was talking to which McCall. Uh, uh, Michael Moore doesn't recycle, and I was just like, "What? You don't recycle?" And he's like, "I've been to landfills where I just watch <laughs> them mix it and mail yeah. it off to Thailand." So exactly, he's like, "I don't care." We they just- had a whole <laughs> Penn and Teller episode about that, the, and they the, just showed that, like, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, if they, you work in any office it. building, the lady comes around with the big garbage can. She cha- she takes your blue can and your black can, and she puts it in the same big can. <laughs> and she pushes her cart away, and I said, "Ma'am, is there no?" She goes, "Oh, they separated it down downstairs." I was like, "They don't separate you it." Fucking what liar. is that? Who told you to say that, ma'am? <laughs> Who said that to you? It's just a way for people to, like, pat themselves on the back. Like, who feels like a good person today? I, I, I hate recycling. And then they tell you that the really lefty loonies are like, rinse out your bottles before you put it in recycling. So what? So that the homeless man can't, like, take the last bit of your, like, Gatorade out? <laughs> Fucking hate it. <laughs> Fucking recycle. We need to shut Beijing down. That's what we need to do. They already shut. got red rivers. Yeah, you just shut cities Did you down. you see that? The river went red for a week and no one knew why. They thought it was like, oh, it's an algae bloom or something. It's like, no, it's not that. It's just red and we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like turned to fucking blood. blood. of children. Holy shit. A friend of my old roommates went to China uh, to like do some sort of like... Uh, teaching abroad and he had all these pictures from Beijing on days that they call like they have like a word for it but it's like a like sea level smog day and you can't fucking see a foot in front of you he'd take pictures and it was just all gray at least you feel private you could probably change (laughs) take a nap you know no one's gonna know all those little hands grabbing at you (laughs) you can masturbate in public no one's gonna see you (laughs) covered in smog and dust oh man Maybe that's what turned the rivers red. Anyway, how's everyone doing? Um, okay. I'm pretty good. <laughs> you know, last night I was on stage, and it was the first real night of doing comedy ever since the election, and yeah. I talk about my family and the South a lot, and then as I was doing that chunk of material, I was like, oh, these people are Trump supporters, and they know it, and now this material has a whole different cut to it, you know, like a yeah. different layer to it and I didn't know quite how to explain myself and it was I mean they were still laughing but it was a vibe you could feel in the room you know it was heavy now yeah I I think that'll slowly start to trickle away yeah but it's uh you know it's pretty thick right now yeah absolutely how you doing Cena you Uh, seem sadder than usual yeah I don't think um I think one of the reasons, if I were to reflect on why I'm so crestfallen, beyond just the election. Crestfallen? Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah, it's like the pinnacle of depression. It's like where the knight kills himself, right? Yeah, 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 that is like where I'm at right now, because I feel like for the past year and a half, I've tried really hard to not only just be informed, but also talk to people about issues where we agree and put as much positive energy into the world as I possibly could and to be like, it's going to be okay. Like, we're a rational country. We, no matter what happens, we can we can kind of 
uh, push through and find ways to work together, and we're not all going to be, you know, we're not going to be co-opted by racists in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that was that was all rejected uh, by this election. And the other in part, a way, in well, a way. no, I mean, I think I think it was. Listen, it's not all Trump supporters are racist. But yeah. all racists are Trump supporters. Absolutely. I know there's some racist liberals I've met, and I have met them too. But they didn't vote for they didn't vote for Hillary. Mm-hmm. I I've talked to them when when they, when Obama was running, and they said I'm going to vote for the N word. Mm-hmm. They said it to me straight up, and I was like, great, because they were blue collar white working class people, and Barack Obama spoke to them. He spoke to their needs. He spoke to what was ailing them when he ran for office. Globalization came in and changed all of that. And now a lot of these people that work in factories were kind of forgotten about in the last six years. Yeah. And what's going to be really unfortunate. And they kept losing their jobs. Yeah. And what's really going to be unfortunate is everyone that thinks they're going to get a factory job is in for a really rude awakening. Oh, yeah, because you got to join a union before you can even no, look Forget at. the unions. There are no more factory jobs. They're not going to start yeah. coming up. There are no more factories. There's going to be a factory with three robots in it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a factory that builds the robots to take it. It's going to look a lot more like Johnny Five running around fixing your cars and your shoes together than anything else. We're not building iPhones in this country. I wish they would build iPhones in this country. That, that's, it doesn't make economic sense. Donald Trump's a businessman. He's not going to bring in jobs so that it costs more money for the country. It's just not going to happen. He's going to get corporations that are going to repatriate their money to come back. This is what he talked about. And he's going to bring them. He's going to give them a big tax incentive to, to build a factory here. But he's just going to tax them on the money they make. He's not going to have them have people make things. That's a waste of fucking time. That doesn't yeah. make as you're a capitalist doesn't make any t- it doesn't make any sense. People don't make iPhones now. No, have the, well in Shenzhen or whatever they do in China, they have a lot of people that are making the iPhones. But it's cheap over there. Mm. Donald Trump loves outsourcing. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the other the other big thing that upsets me, is that maybe there's some things that I can pull on what. Maybe his presidency will look like. But the other thing is, I don't know. And it's what Donald Rumsfeld said. You got your known knowns, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you got your unknown unknowns. Donald Trump is the ultimate unknown unknown. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. What? Are, yeah, no idea. There's nothing, and people are like, I'm going to start this like agency, or I'm going to start this advocacy group, or I'm going to start this mission. For what? You don't know shit. Yeah. We don't know anything that's going to fucking happen. He'd come and be like, everyone has to be gay. Everyone <laughs> has to fuck someone from the same sex. Uh, okay. This yeah. is what America's going to be like. And now. you see these good old boys like, well, I guess oh, I can blow Timmy now. Exactly. It's now, now I can come out of the farm closet. <laughs> you ever see uh, the, whatchamacallit, the bananas when... Uh, when the new dictator, like the, the person everyone's behind, takes over, and he just shows up, it's like all men under sixteen years old are now sixteen years old. <laughs> 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 it just turns just yeah, like I everyone's like, oh no. <laughs> That's a good. One. I gotta go look at bananas again. Yeah. <laughs> Mary, how Hello. you doing, sweetheart? You seem well. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> a you ray of sunshine, Mary. <laughs> you got bangs. bangs. They look good. Thank you. Bangs are hard to keep up. You got to blow them, dry them and stuff. Because if you don't, they're going to look like little squiggle veins. Yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to have time. Woo! Oh, man. I went to a comedy show last night where the two male hosts to an audience that for once was, I'd say, 60-40 split from women to men, decided it'd be really fun to do a bit about uh, impersonating Bill Cosby, uh, uh, endorsing Donald Trump. Mm. And then they were very confused why uh, the majority of the audience seemed... Visibly and audibly aghast. Yeah. yeah. And then afterwards, uh, the women that were booked on the show and who knew them were like, you know, maybe making a joke about how uh, a titan in industry got away with raping tons of people, uh, but also like making a really funny joke about uh, that we elected a man who, uh, among yeah. other things, raped his wife to yeah. office uh, maybe was a misstep and they went well we're like make fun of them and we're like yeah but also like I know. yeah I mean you can joke about anything you just gotta make a joke about it I it's guess I'm guessing funny. they didn't have a joke yeah no they I mean they definitely had a 
quips. An okay impersonation of it. <laughs> quips. They definitely had a passable Cosby yeah. voice. But even before Trump was around, like comedy was still pretty awful in cases. I saw a while ago a man say, because he was shorter, and he said, I, his whole joke was how he was good at doggy style because he's so short, right? So we got a female audience member. I who, think it's much harder to be short and good at doggy style. I know. Frankly. He was weird. But he got a female unsuspecting audience member to come up, and then he got her to like... Oh. Get on her knees no. and her hands, and then he simulated having sex with her, and she looked visibly uncomfortable. And everybody was like really upset in the audience. And this is like, this was the show we all went to. And we were like, what the fuck? Was it a bringer show? <laughs> <laughs> it was his mother? <laughs> Bring her to her knees. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I, I agree. The, the comedy was in this like weird spot. I think for a lot, we've talked about where it's much bigger now. Uh, and it's like everyone. And I remember reading a while ago. I used to love reading the news, guys. Can't look at it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I think one of the things that I, I know I'm reflecting on myself when I say this is that I stopped doing joke work. I stopped really like making jokes and thinking about premises and doing yeah. comedy in the in the way that I had done it in years past. I just tried to use humor to try to make light of things and try to talk to people and build relationships and all that shit. But I stopped kind of doing proper comedy, and I think a lot of other people did, and they try to use just talking humorously as an excuse for comedy. And I think that's where we kind of fell off, especially when a lot of people are still trying to do stand-up but not actually make a fucking joke. They're just showing that they're good at doggy style some way. God, or just monologuing. Yeah. It's just... Right now, it's just tough because, you know, nobody wants to hear about anything except for, you know, what just happened. And... When you joke about it, it's just not funny. No matter how good the, you know, the setup and punchline are, you're just like, yep, that's going to happen. Like, it's never like, you're just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. It's just sad realization after sad realization. Yeah. Every joke I've read. The uh, Mm -hmm. sets of women I saw last night, including a very funny comic, uh, Carmen Legala, who we all know, and I really enjoy her comedy a lot. She started doing a joke that I've heard before about how one of the big accomplishments for women, quote unquote, was that we, and you have a joke too, about how we got the draft. And she's like, isn't it a huge accomplishment that uh, for the feminist movement that we got, that we too can be forced to serve in a military where more women come back with PTSD from being raped by people that are Americans than seeing combat. What a big fucking accomplishment. Like, it's... um Hey, well, the PTSD has to be spread out across the entire <laughs> military. It's only fair. It's yeah. only fair. We've got to keep it balanced. Yeah, no, it's a, the, the, that, is a, that is a definite thing that happens a lot. And uh, I, the military rape thing is a fucking yeah. nightmare, and it's very true. One of my sister-in-laws was raped. Yeah. She was, and she had a kid out of it. And uh, she, to this day, you would logically think that you'd want to raise the kid to be as loved as the other kids, but I can see her just sort of a... Like, and because he looks like the guy that fucking raped her, you know, so she Good she would always Christ. like walk away from him. That happened. Uh, one of my family members from the Catholic side, not from the Jewish side, was a uh, was it uh, you know in the Holocaust in a camp. And when she was at the camp, she was raped by a Nazi guard and had the baby. And when she came home, she had the baby. And then oh, my shitty Catholic, like this is also like grandparents you know yeah, that those people yeah. a couple yeah. of generations ago but they all fucking ex, they just like excommunicated her from the family uh. that this guy you know because she had a half nazi child and so no one would even talk to her and she was just like no one knew her and she had to like go like start a new life somewhere else away from the, the family pro-life? Yeah. what about the pro-life stuff well, they, <laughs> Catholic. they just think that they, they can will it away yeah, yeah they think, why didn't you just will away that pregnancy it's your fault oh my god yeah no it's 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 uh it's crazy well i'll tell you what else i was thinking because i i don't know i spent this whole fucking year we've been talking about politics so much i i always talk about how much i love talking about politics we need to build better discourse in this country I don't know if I ever want to talk about politics again. I really think I might just want to talk about love and relationships and romance and what love means. And I look at my girlfriend and I love her to death and I think this is what I want my future to be like. And I see family members with little children and friends that have little kids. And I'm like, what's the point in talking about politics? Why don't I just talk about love? And I think that's maybe what I might do because it's so well, that's what That's good. Sad. That's the brighter side of this election for I, you. I, I, guess, you together. Uh, I had a similar realization myself, to be honest with you. I spent uh, Wednesday after the election just sad, mopey, went to the movies, drank a lot, 
ate some food. What'd you see? Uh, Moonlight. Oh, nice. It was very good. I suggest people go see it. It was a uh, you know delightful. Uh, oh, it's about a young uh, gay black man in the ghetto. Yes. Wow, it's that's a, a life. That is, is that hard. like your childhood story, Eddie? Yeah, yeah. No, it, nothing can really sum me up like moonlight. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, and so I, I spent the day. We did a lot of drinking, ate a Xanax, you know, just kind of like took a day to just be upset. And then uh, uh, yesterday, I I didn't drink at all. I kind of did a lot of thinking all day long. Did some cleaning around the house, you know. I haven't tried to write yet, you know, and just you know, I just like did did a lot of thinking. And when it came to like the end of last night and. You know, this morning, I think my epiphany is that I'm going to try and kill these fuckers with kindness a little bit. You know, this is my first plan of action is, you know, no matter how fucking horrible these people are, if you just like regularly a good person around them, Mm -hmm. then they can't discredit your opinion. Yeah. If you're just always nice and helping people and being good and then you also support you know, a democratic process or an independent process or whatever, they have to listen to your opinion because you are a decent person. You would hope. Uh, and the ones who don't, I mean, cause there are, let's face it. You know, we were just, you mentioned it earlier. Half of the Trump supporters are racist monsters. And then the other half can almost be reasoned with, you know, like my girlfriend's mother could be reasoned with, you know, you can talk to these people, you know, they're not bad people at their core, there's just no one's like sat them down and rationally spoken to them. And I think a lot of us like I should have been, you know, I should have known I should have been calling them. And, you know, we should have been doing things like but- I know my uncle and my aunt voted for him. You know, so like I should have been calling them on a regular basis. But and we've just been doing super nice. But we've been talking to people. We've been reaching across uh, the line or whatever. We've been talking. We've been engaging people. The one fucking group that didn't engage all those people is the goddamn Clinton campaign. That yeah. fucking garbage campaign thought the Rust Belt was just gonna fall in line like everyone else, and they didn't even fucking do anything. They yeah. forgot about an entire swath of society that was affected by globalization, not just policies of this country, but literally shifts in the way the global economy is working. And they were like, unemployment rate's down, why aren't you happy? It's because they aren't working anymore. Those people in the Rust Belt know more about TPP than anyone else in the fucking country. TPP is. Trans Partner Pacific Ship? <laughs> trans Pacific... Trans Pacific... Trans... Now you got me confused. <laughs> um, trans Pacific Pipeline? No, no. Trans Pacific... Partnership? Trans Pacific Partnership. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I've trans, heard of that. Trans Pacific Partnership. Yeah, I'm going from... <laughs> so the... So yeah, so they know about they know what that what that deal is going to mean for their economy. They just got ignored this whole time. So all the stuff that we did, talking to people, engaging people, that's what I'm fucking upset about. What good did it do when you have the people in power that actually didn't go and take the effort to actually go talk to those people? I'm seeing a lot of anger uh, from people in our personal bubble, which is you know New York City, Um, but you know. I know my mother voted for Trump and um, when I was growing up, I'm the eldest and she would tell me sometimes that she wished she had had an abortion because she felt that having a child had trapped her Mm. with someone she didn't want to be married to. Holy shit. And I, for a lot of women who um, live in this country outside of the major metropolitan areas, uh, the majority of people in this country do not get a college education. And I think it's... uh, really unfair for us to be blaming people that honestly probably have the opinion that you need to be existing in a world and something that I agree with them is that you need to exist in a world where the people in power and the people around you probably don't respect you but if you're a good enough person in the sense that you play by the rules that your community sets forward you're going to be okay. That's why women voted against Hillary Clinton. It's why women slut shame each other. It's why women work against each other because I think that a lot of people in minority groups, when they are disenfranchised, they look at things as a, if I play enough by the rules that other people have set, mm-hmm. 
that I can personally succeed. So I find it very discouraging to see people that I know and respect and like who grew up in liberal areas of this country be so eager and are so easily able to point at those statistics of not only white women, but Latino women and black women who voted for Trump. And it's very discouraging. Yeah, there's a lot of people that sort of live in their own one little bubble and they don't understand people have a different life than you. Mm -hmm. Not everybody runs like Park Slope, you Mm -hmm. know? And I, even when that tape came out, I mean, I was talking to friends who were like, oh, this is going to wreck him. And before he even won... yeah. He, there was articles out about how one of his, uh, he held down and raped an ex-wife of his while pulling out her hair. And after those articles came out, his current lawyers successfully threatened the writers of those articles by pointing out that at the time in the nineties, it was legal to rape your wife. And I, I think that people who were so convinced that the female population was going to pull behind the fact that I think a lot of women, honestly, were not surprised by his excuse of being its locker room talk. For a lot of women in this nation, you know that's how many men talk. And right now, it's very discouraging to see people who I love and respect who are right now so eager to find blame in other people, which admittedly, I am also finding blame with people which is a personal fault but it makes me nervous when people are online like you white women fucked it up for us and i'm like don't come after me like what do you mean yeah. don't come after us. No, i mean it's not, I, that's not why this any, whole thing started it's not any voters fault right i think there's 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 the, the fault well, i think there's two faults right there's like the democratic party frankly failed me i became a democrat just to vote for bernie in this yeah. election and the republican party failed the country because they didn't vet this guy. They had 16 slapdicks get up on stage and try to run for office. Jeb Bush, please clap. Exactly. It's like, please clap. Exactly. Ben Carson, the world's only non-human yeah. brain surgeon. And no one did a, like a cursory Google search of like who Donald Trump was. They're like, this guy's pretty funny. I yeah. think I saw him at, you know, at Yukesville recently. Well, that's what happens when you have a dynasty of people. Because before Trump, honestly, there was like the Clintons and the Bushes were, yeah. uh, they were kings. And we didn't really talk about that or know that they because they would just keep running but their families controlled the government they were kings and he just took them all down but that's what happens after the third fourth generation you get these inbred little boy kings you know that don't know what they're doing and then somebody comes from the people and takes them over yeah it's like throughout history the other thing is why why is our voter turnout still 54 percent of the eligible voters why is it still was that of eligible voters or people in america no, no eligible voters of the people that are eligible to vote 54%. Well, I mean, first of all, we could do one thing and move it to a fucking Saturday and make it a national holiday. Yeah. That could be helped because a lot of people who are poor, their boss don't give a fuck if you go vote. You better get your ass to work. You know, especially the restaurant business where a lot of minorities work. You know, you better get your fucking ass to work. You want to go vote? You vote early. Work starts at four. You're late if you're not on the floor at 355. You know, and and so it's just, you know, this is how it is. So it's if it's really going to be something, this democracy thing is an experiment. I have no, I like the part of me that has no problem is that how the plumbing of the system works. People always want to yell about the third party and shit like that. You can't yell at a third party. This is the system. It's a good system. It's the best system in the world. Although we're all upset, it's still the best. We just need to figure out how to make it better. We're going to get outliers when you do any experiment, right? You're always going to have some things that are like crazy, uh, you know, results. This was one of those things, and we just got to have to deal with it. But why can't we get voter turnout up to 75%? When Barack won in 2008, it was only 64%. That's yeah. still less than two-thirds. Yeah, uh, you know. You know- you, we pay could, people to do it? Pay people. <laughs> give them a tax break. If you vote, we'll give you $5. And you get a Chipotle burrito. You get okay. a fucking God free bless. taco. <laughs> yeah. You could do what my dad did when he was teaching the Saudi men how to like operate machinery. They wouldn't pay attention to the slides. So every four or fifth slide, he'd put in a naked woman. There you go. And then he'd just like <laughs> leave it up there for a second and then next slide. More you know? naked women, more big penises in just public 
discourse so we motivate people to do things. Yeah, yeah. Public nudity, you know, I don't, I don't see what the problem is. Hey, I think we, if there's one thing better old, than beating people in the street, yeah. You know, what what bothers people more? You know, someone a naked body or fucking a fist fight in the street. Well, let's think. Let's talk very quickly about the, the violence that is going to happen. Oh my god! I mean, that's already happening. I it's mean, already. Mary, I haven't been reading any of it. I don't uh, need to because I know it's happening. But I, frankly, there was a rally that we were going to maybe go to on uh, the other night. I didn't want to go. I didn't have. The I don't feel safe. I legitimately. Like this beard I have was for the winter. It is not a political statement. Yeah. And now <laughs> it is a fucking political statement. And I don't want. I just want my face to be warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. You'll be okay, buddy. Don't you know? I don't know, you, man. Have you gotten yelled at since? No, man. I I'm in a nice little nook where there's like few. My floor doesn't even have any white people where I live in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. There's like it's fantastic. But Your neighbor's not white. No. The ones with the dog. The ones with the dog? No, no. Well, he's Indian and she's white. Yeah. Okay. But they just moved. Oh, no. And we got two South Africans in there. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I like South Africans. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, well, I don't I don't personally. So here's what I'm worried about. It's not that Donald Trump's going to be like, hey, go beat someone up. It's going to be some random act of violence, which I have experienced before, where people are just like, oh, you fucking blah, 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 blah. And then, bing, all of a sudden it escalates within seconds and you're in the you're in the mix of something. Well, we just got to bring the hammer down on fucking racial and hate crimes. You know, they, they, that needs to be one of the things that's one of the first things that Obama does right now is make hate crimes, you know, a worse crime. I think that would be a great way to combat that. Maybe. I mean, or so, people are just going to see that as more government, big government coming in telling me what to say. I want to say, I yeah. want to say it. I want to say, if I see a camel jockey over there, I want to go beat him up and tell him to go home. I don't want no Muslim towel head. You know what my dad said to me? He goes, we have to be clear that we are not Muslim. I was like, do you understand? No one cares. They're going to hear your fucking accent, Dad. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to know immediately that you're a fucking terrorist, okay? <laughs> it's not going to work. I mean, it doesn't she work right. Not a I'm not a yeah. We're not. Yeah. I mean, we're not terrorists, but we know terrorists. That's the thing. That's it's just so that this is what really is really like frightening to me. And now I feel like I have to just be like a much more selfish person. I have to be, be looking out for my family and myself a lot more in a way that I didn't necessarily have to want to do. You know, it's a, this is a lot different than 9/11. I didn't feel like this after 9/11 because we were all at least at a certain point we're all like we're gonna go get the guys that did this. Yeah. There's no go get the guys. We are the guys. Yeah, it's get rid we of everybody. Did, yeah, we did this to ourselves. So there was an incident uh, I sent you, Mary, where in uh, Madison? Min Menom Menominee. 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 Menominee, Wisconsin. Uh, you know, one day a, a Saudi guy was just killed for no reason, right? What? Uh, a uh, University of Wisconsin stout student from Saudi Arabia uh, died. Uh, Hussein uh, Saeed uh, Anandi, 24, was a junior majoring in business administration who enrolled in 2015 at UW Stout, and he uh, passed away yesterday. And the no cause of when death? When was he attacked? Or? An assailant described only as a white male about six feet tall uh, assaulted him shortly after 2 a.m. Sunday near a pizza restaurant. Officers found this is before Anandi. the election. No, this no is after. 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 It's yeah. yesterday. Oh, this yesterday is... he got attacked. This yeah, this article came out um, today. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is gonna happen. That's horrible. I will say there have been. Some, I'm sure that is very real, but there was a fake one reported in Louisiana. They were like this woman with with hijab that someone came up to her and like beat her up and took her phone and her money, mm -hmm. and then that was she like lied about it. But I think that's probably real and it's very scary. Yeah. I don't know. So what are we gonna do? I, what I want is the fucking Republicans to come out and call me on the phone and be like, "It's gonna be okay. I got your back." I'd like someone to call tell me that. Yeah, and I am not. I haven't heard it from any of these fucking crackers. You I haven't heard one fucking the, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. It's gonna be okay. Oh God, it's gonna be okay. But I hear people online screaming at me, being like, or white people being like, "Stop telling us it's gonna be okay." And I was like, "Oh, uh, that's all I want is a Republican to tell me I got your back. I'm not gonna let this type of hatred because if you may not be a racist if you voted with Trump, but you stood next to him." Yeah. And that's the that's a fact. Absolutely. And it's like there's nothing more unless you're going to say, hey, we may have voted for the same guy, but he does not represent who I am. Mm -hmm. And I haven't heard that from anybody. So you could call me uh, or on my phone. I post it online. <laughs> like, <laughs> at <Cena> John. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's it is what it is. And I really think that. 
you know, we're, you know, of course, I know we're going to get through this. We always yeah. do. We, we got yeah. through Bush. We got through both Bushes. You know, it's just George fucking... George W. Bush in oh, a God. heartbeat. Yeah, well, the thing is, I mean, son. a lot of people are talking about, you know, doing everything we can to impeach Trump or whatever. Uh, it's not going to do us any yeah, good with I Michael agree. Pence right behind him. Yep. You know, it's it's not it's going to be worse. it's yeah. going to be a worse situation. And so you got to kind of stick with what we we the 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 cards we gave ourselves here. And so you got to try agree. and work with Trump. I mean, hopefully, what my big fear is that he's just going to fucking up and quit in two years. The man hasn't held down any job leading anything ever. He always gets fired by the board or quits. And so it, this is going to be a a, a fucking uh, interesting thing when it happens. I really think that the man's not going to have the stomach for this. It's going to be too much work. He's going to have to read documents and uh, you know actually show up. Yeah, he's going to be and, older looking. You ever seen Obama when he first started office? He oh looks yeah, like a boy. Yeah, he was so young. <laughs> I yeah. be, I honestly believe he's just going to fucking quit in a little while, and then we're going to have Pence. And, I, and it might just be that's what the, that was the real public, Republican agenda. Speaking of Pence, um, I agree. I think Pence is a real danger because um, he's changed I mean, all over. I him. well, Pence has stated multiple times that he considers it one of the top priorities of the Republican Party to reverse Roe versus Wade, <sighs> and. I think that, and also, as many people have been aware for years and years, due to local politics primarily, not national politics, more and more Planned Parenthoods are closing down. And um, I'm sure that our listeners would agree with me, but I think it's one of the biggest dangers to the liberty of over half of the population of the United States not having affordable and easily accessed ways of family planning. Yeah. Being trapped with, like, like I said before, like, being trapped with a child that you do not want is so horrific and it traps women who don't have a lot of choices in this life often to men who abuse them and and not just that. i highly encourage that for women i know have supported planned parenthood but um i would encourage that men that agree with me to be more proactive and pay attention to what happens in the coming days. Yeah, we're going to have to get men on our side for anything to happen. Obama signed that bill, you know, uh, uh, protecting Planned Parenthood. That's a good step, I guess. But fucking, uh, you know, the problem is, like you were saying, it's not just like men that beat them. They're also uh, people who get... Uh, who need abortions the most are uneducated uh, people with no jobs. And you know what happens to those people? They turn to drugs and then they start abusing their children. It's just like a natural progression that we've seen millions of times. And why is that important for you? Like, why does you care that that child is brought into that situation? It's obviously going to get abused. It's just going to end up getting taken from it and taken from the, that situation. Yeah. And it's going to be put in an orphanage. And then they're going to get fucking beaten and raped by all the other children. It's a horrible circle that Planned Parenthood could easily fix. And then that if, kid's going to turn to a damn open mic comedian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it got, yeah, yeah. I always tell people like who disagree with abortion, I'm like, talk to any public school teacher. Talk to them. No matter if this woman or man is Republican or liberal, they will say that a woman should have easy access to abortion. <laughs> so, yeah, because they deal with the kids nobody fucking wants, and they're they're the kids. Not only are do they lash out against the teacher, but they get other kids on their side to to fuck shit up. You yeah, know? no, it's a uh, it, it's you know people who don't want a child should not be given a child because they fuck. I mean, it's an animal instinct to fuck. You know, we're not dogs. You know, we're you, you know like spaying and neutering your pet is almost mandatory. You know, but you know if we if you know we don't understand what the difference is. So, as far as at least like a quick Roe v. Wade thing and how they could possibly do this, and, and it's like it's a very tall order for them to reverse. I don't Roe think v. they Wade. can. Can they? Well, I mean, here's the things they would. He would have to basically. There's two ways he could try to do it legislatively, but I think that's going to be hard because then you have to find a constitutional reason to make uh, abortion. Uh, you know, not a right that we should have. Yeah. And there's a we've cobbled together stuff where it's like you have a, a right to privacy for your body, basically, uh, within the Constitution. It's not explicit, but it is implicit in the way the Constitution works. The other way is filling the Supreme Court with people that are pro-life and then putting up a test case that then overturns the precedent that we've set. 
you, you know how long it takes to get just one Supreme Court justice on there. Yeah. So the Roe v. Wade thing is a lot of, I think, a lot of bluster that, that is going to be a war they're going to try to fight. They're going to repeal Obamacare and try to make it more difficult for for women to be able to get an abortion before they're actually going to be able to execute on removing Roe v. Wade or overturning it. I would agree with you. However, um, actually, I, I completely agree with you. But again, to reiterate, they don't even really need to reverse Roe, Weed, uh, Roe versus Wade because outside of major metropolitan areas over the last years, it's become increasingly difficult, as many yeah. of our listeners already know, for women to access affordable birth control and even just affordable uh, health care that is female oriented. Multiple states have just one abortion clinic. That is a fact. Yeah. New York has... You know, the city has a bunch of, I don't know how many, but definitely got more than fucking one. They don't need to reverse Roe versus Wade to make abortion effectively Im- illegal in this country. Yeah, so they could just that's up gonna the be, price. And that's going to be a fight that we go back and forth with. They're going to make it harder if they're going to make regulations, basically, which is a classic Republican big government move. A lot of regulation on a place like Planned Parenthood that they can't, can't possibly ever... Uh, satisfy, so they're going to have to shut their doors. That's what the, the approach they've been taking. But this is also a states thing, right? This is going to yeah. be a battle between federal government and the states' rights, and it's going to play out that way. But again, I think th- th- that's going to be a really long battle. First thing they're going to do is repeal Obamacare and try to replace it, quote, uh, in, with something else, which I don't know. I haven't heard one Republican plan about what they're going to replace it with. With nothing. So it could be just like... We're going to replace it with nothing, what we had before. I don't know. What is... I don't even remember. What was it? It, it was, was just, go get insurance yourself, you fucking jerk off. Yeah. You don't have insurance. Fuck yeah. you. But I think it was just like you have <laughs> to have a job that gives you insurance. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to go to the freelancers union and that's it. I'm happy, Obamacare. I, it needs to be fixed. I mean, right now, uh, uh, full-time employment is down because many employers will put their workers at 29 hours instead of 30 hours because yeah. they can't afford to pay you that insurance yeah it's gross with me it's cheaper for me to pay a fine than to pay insurance that's disgusting of course it is i mean like yeah. that you know that's that's what you know obamacare is flawed we all know that yeah but also i wish somebody who had like a terminal illness could yeah. still yeah. get it saved help. ron krasnow's life it yeah. saved eric bergstrom's life i mean they should and be so, saved yeah. exactly so <laughs> it's just <laughs> you know so it's they're fine fine jesus <laughs> saved not health saved yeah <laughs> You know, so it's gonna they're going to get rid of it, and we're going to have nothing. But on a, a similar note, I think everyone should go and practice some self-care. I know I am. I've ha- I haven't been able to really raise my arm above my shoulder for the past, like, month or so. And so I'm going to go see a massage therapist. I'm going to go see my general practitioner. I have to go see some other doctors. Huh. Just because I have ignored my own body and my mind for the last, like, eight months. Uh, and I think that's important for everyone because yeah. you don't know that you're sick until you're, like, way in sick, you know? So it's good to just, like, take the rest of the year for yourself with your family uh, and try to, like, be good to yourself. Can I do one more quick gripe session before we get too positive? Yes. Yeah, baby. All right, so I'm pissed off, but, uh, I mean, obviously we're all pissed off. I want to talk about the media real quick. Uh, you know, doing an, just the, they're all the thing they're reporting about is the election, and that's, you know, I understand it's the biggest story, but in the past seven days... Ten cops have been shot by white men, and no one's talking about it. What? Yes. Ambush killings. Uh, white people, white men are out killing cops, and it's not in the news at all. And it's really bothering me. I think that if they, I know, I mean, I know that if one of them was black, we'd be hearing about it. Why and, are you killing and cops? It, it, one of them was crazy. Another one was a domestic dispute, and a cop showed up and he shot him in the head. Uh, you know, I, it's it's all stuff like that. And so it's one of them was just a crazy guy who saw two cops and he went up and he shot him. One was in the New York, um, was a New York cop. Yeah. Um, NPR had a quick story on it yesterday about the service for him. Yeah, and it's just that's what's been going on, and with and no one's putting a stop to it. No one's even trying to put a stop to it, and it's just like, I don't get it. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Not even, like, you don't even see, like, because I follow a lot of cop things because of the cop roast, and I watch a lot of cop blogs, and I follow them on Twitter, and nothing. It's it's blowing my mind. 
Related to the media thing, I was kind of appalled because I uh, read yesterday an uh, uh, article from the Associated Press uh, that was about how um, Donald Trump is the first president-elect in history to choose not to have a press poll. And um, uh, according to the article, he hasn't had a press poll and is one of the only, if not the only, member of a major party running for president who chose not to have their own personal press pool. What's a press pool? It's a group of reporters from multiple associations who follow the president as he makes stops and speeches during the campaign, and then they follow him and cover the entirety of his candidacy and his... So, for example, the White House has a press pool. Barack Obama had a press pool. That's an association of journalists. And he is, uh, there were press pool in the article they go over, for example, uh, it's been established so long. Uh, there are a very colorful point, but uh, there were members of the press pool who got JFK's blood on them. That's how long it's been a thing. Yeah. He is the first one who doesn't have one and is blocking the press. And I've only seen the Associated Press do an article about it. I haven't seen it on any other. We have all those dudes on Twitter, and they all do the thing about him. That's his own little press pool. Anybody it's, with Pepe the Frog on their memes. It's yeah. weird. You want to have Pepe faith the- in him, you know, in the in like you did see the media, you know, try and take down Trump, and they were unsuccessful. But it's just well, that's what um, are they really part of the doing? Why like Trump that, got elected? Exactly. Just I'm like seeing a lot of things. anger well, they, at the New York Times, for example. That. Uh, yeah, they. I well, mean, they chose a the side. The whole media have, yeah. failed so hard at this whole thing. They didn't start even reporting on like, here's the thing Trump said. Here's actually what the facts yeah. are. They didn't start doing that until like three weeks before the election. Everyone made money hand over fucking fist for a year of putting that guy on TV. Les Moonves, the head of I think CBS, yeah. was like, hey. Never been a better time for us. We're making money. Yeah, no, I mean, Trump yeah. is good for the bottom line for big consolidated media companies. CNN, and where you need to get everybody. your news is from us, from the brighter <laughs> side. <laughs> and also, I mean, it's been brought up a lot, but never mind the fucking entertainment side of things fucking ruffling his goddamn hair. You know what? You know? I, I, I was going to bring up my Did brighter you- side of this election because I think a big reason why Trump won is because the media didn't even bother to go to middle America or the South or like Mm -hmm. these poor stations by the railroad tracks because they don't really consider them people. They went and they asked their little guy who lives in a condo next door to them, like, who are you voting for? Okay, Hillary. So like they Mm -hmm. projected Hillary was going to win, right? So I once went to a meeting. It was like a reality TV show producer and it was at his fucking like top floor building and he went to Ivy League schools, had his shit handed to him. He was so sure of how the world worked, and he was so sure that he was on top of it. And I told him I'm from Louisiana, and the way he spoke to me, like I was pure trash and I was nothing. And uh, right now, the thing that is positive about the Trump presidency for me is right now that man who is so sure about everything is so shocked to his core that there are people that exist that don't think like you, that aren't you. And those are a lot of people. And I want him to be shocked, and I want him to not know what to do next. Fuck that guy. Absolutely. Well, oh, that's an alternative brighter side, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I th- but at the same time, you're right. It's like the Clinton, the pure establishment elitism. To have a fucking Beyonce concert and thinking that's going to really <laughs> turn the fucking... Katie Perry... Eat shit, Democrats. I am not a Democrat. I am. We're taking away my fucking party affiliation. I don't want to see one fucking email a garbage election they ran a garbage campaign that did not yeah. reach to those people in the rust belt that needed to be reached out to they needed to go talk to them but they were like oh doesn't everyone want to come to katie perry oh what do you know the vo- the polling station is right across the street <laughs> my my yeah it's like give me a fucking break man yeah they didn't reach out to them because i don't really consider them to be people they're well, whatever they could whatever they consider them and that's the other thing the clinton campaign when we were in the primary and, and any bernie supporter said anything negative about about the clintons they were automatically deemed a sexist they yeah. were deemed some sort of like d- a piece of shit and they couldn't be doing it. Those damn emails said it right there very clearly in the fucking Podesta emails, that piece of fucking trash. And then they protected Hillary Clinton from being herself. They told her, don't, don't be yourself. Go be this like weird 
superficial, laughing at very awkward times throughout any yeah. awkward situation. Yeah. Go do that. That's what America wants to see. No, be a bitch. Be a bitch. That's Come what I want to see. Yeah. You know, there's a photo that's been circulating online, and it was the day after the election, and this woman went hiking in the woods with a daughter, yeah. and then she ran into Hillary. Hillary looks like she has no makeup on, and is just walking a dog in the middle of the woods, and she's like, we stopped and talked. She was a really nice person. I wanted her. She met my daughter, and I was like, that's the Hillary I want to see. Yeah. Some bitch just walking in the woods with not a lot of makeup on that'll just have a conversation with you. Well, that, we'll never see that Hillary ever again. Oh, no. She's going to come back. <laughs> come back as like a Sith overlord. <laughs> like, I yeah. got you now, bitches. The aliens are here. You know what's weird is, you know, I bet the Republican agenda would have gotten more accomplished with I her in office. 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the crazy part of all that's this. That's it. Yeah, I tell people this fucking dumb joke, which is like, the great thing about this uh, election is no matter what, you get a Republican in the office. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people that historically have voted Democrat, but registered or as independent or chose to register as Democrat because they considered it more advantageous to choosing who ran against the Republican Party, that's how they felt about Hillary Clinton. And the fact that, I mean, just... Fuck, Bumble fucked it. <laughs> they just yeah. bumbled it. Well, she wasn't going to really do much, was she? I don't know. She was. I think any either of them was going to be a four-year president. The country yeah. was furious. If Hillary would have gotten into office, it would have the world because we're teasing with globalization right now. I mean, it, it, we're flirting with it, but mm-hmm. it would have been a real. I think we would have gotten chips in our bodies at the end of her presidency. <sighs> I know. I kind of want a chip. In you are. Cena's ready to plug I'm in. Ready and to fucking jack in, guys. What would it take for a chip in your body? I mean, I'm only on this planet for a certain amount of time. If we keep going so slowly, I'm gonna be too old to handle all the electrical electrical currents coursing through my veins. You would literally have to fight me to death to put a chip in my body. Have yeah. you? <laughs> Ghost in a shell? I like that's all I want is to be like inside of an anime. I picture somebody like wrestling Eddie. Picture somebody just wants to be in an anime. That's all he cares about. I would become so irrational. I'd start oh biting and fucking just like you would. I, it would be. And I would look at say, look at you and say, Eddie, it's gonna be beautiful. I'll oh, fucking man. cut it out. I'll be, it it'll out. be. It'll be horrible. I picture somebody wrestling to you to the ground with like a pen thing, and they put it in your nose. You're talking about literally that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie yeah. where he has yeah. to like snort out the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, total Recall. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. You guys want to call it? Yeah. I feel so much better. <laughs> guys, yeah. we're gonna be good. We're gonna talk. I feel about a lot things. better, guys. I honestly, yeah. do people have less thoughts? I mean, I mean, niceness and brightness. I mean, just, just, I really, really think that if everyone who hates this and hates Trump and all this shit is, you gotta, it's so corny sounding, but you just gotta do everything you can. To be a good person. You can't let these fuckers get any ammunition on us. You know, you just got to be a good human being and you got to take care of your fellow man. And now more than ever, because there is some weird ass crazy racism and hate. People feel empowered to, you know, be misogynistic and racist and homophobic. And if you are a person who likes those people... Uh, you have to be nice to them. You got to you 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 are required to at this point, because right now, I'm speaking to white people. Uh, we are demonized, and by everybody. So if we want to continue relations in a positive way, you're gonna have to be a good person. It is unacceptable to be a shit fucker right now. You got to be nice to everybody. You got to open some doors. You got to give people your seat. You just, you got to, it's, it has to happen. And I just, I can't stress it enough. We got to make these people realize that being horrible to each other is going to be much worse than being good. And you got to be good and you'll know what time it is to fight. If you see someone getting picked on, you know, it's your obligation to say something, to film it. You, you got to do it because otherwise it's just going to keep getting worse and they're going to keep stepping on you. You know, you know, the only way to stop a dog 
for being a piece of shit is you slap it in the nose. You know, so you got to, you know, put these people who start doing bad shit, put it online, let them lose their job, let their life get fucked up for it. Because that's what you have. That's what we are required to do right now. So stick up for everybody. That's what I, that's my piece. Amber? Um, you know what? I'm just excited to bring back comedy. Now that the election's done, I feel like I just took a giant shit in the toilet and my body is clear and now I can just go about my day and live my life. It sucks. It's it's not my ideal presidential candidate, but it's just what it is. So. Yeah, I think um, I said this uh, you know, during the campaign. I was like, the president is not Superman. They cannot solve all of your problems. And I think that is going to really be tested uh, in the next four years. And I think, you know, to, to everyone's point here, we gotta we gotta just take care of ourselves. We are a representation of this country. So when you go travel, when you go talk to people, if you leave this country, which maybe some people are, but if you go and travel abroad, just know that hey, I think the best thing to say is this is an experiment, and we're doing this experiment better than any other country in the world. And sometimes we have, and this experiment cuts both ways, in the good and the bad. And right now we're in a really weird spot. And again. It's the unknown unknown. We don't know anything yet. So before we all get all turned out of shape and we start rallying together to go protest something or do something crazy, we got to see what's going to happen first. And we should react by issue by issue and attack the issues because that's how we can mobilize each other because we can find common ground in this country on issues. We can't find common ground by just shitting on someone else's worldview. It's just not going to work. I am... I hope that um, people right now are talking a lot about um, overt sexism and racism and people attacking each other. But I hope going forward that um, we may use this as an opportunity to also address uh, more institutionalized racism and sexism that people of color and women have been talking about for a long time, but I feel like a lot of liberals have kind of ignored. I think that, uh, for my part, I think that a lot of white college-educated women thought w- were, I certainly am, was of the opinion that if you are a good feminist where you are going to work extra hard in a male-dominated field and you're going to be twice as friendly and you're not going to make a stink if uh, someone asks you instead of a secretary for to make the coffee. Um, you're just going to work twice as hard and have a smile on your face. And when men talk over you um, and talk over other women, you're going to let it happen and be very polite. And I think we should encourage, and I think it's very easy for us to ignore the fact that it was much easier for particularly white feminists to do that because um, versus saying like, if you work hard enough, you'll be fine. I think that was a very easy thing for us to say. And I hope going forward that we all take the opportunity to listen to each other. Um, Amber brought up um, last night, um, me and other women experienced a lot of men who were ostensibly on our side uh, talking over us and interrupting us and cutting us off, which is not an unusual experience if you're a woman. And I think that uh, we should take this opportunity to stop and um, listen to the people that are being interrupted and have been interrupted. So I hope that um, you listen to the people who are around you and um, I hope you are well. Yeah, very very well said. That's the brighter right. side. Brighter side, there we everybody. go. Right well, we're cynics. Look at optimism. Please check us out almost weekly. And uh, <laughs> Ahmed Larson at Eddie Tunes underscore Amber and- Nelson, Amber Smelson, Cena John at Cena John. I think I posted my phone number somewhere. You can still call me. Oh, <laughs> Mary Kelly MJ Bulge on Instagram. Absolutely, guys. Be good to each other. Taking us out is Mavis Staples, a nice song called Love and Trust. It made me feel good and positive. Go listen to this whole album, by the way. Mavis Staples' new album is amazing. It's got M. Ward worked on it, Jeff Tweedy, Benjamin Booker. It's the great. Things but, you know, most important thing is that we just love and trust each other. Be good, guys. The judge and the criminal, the sinner and the priest got something in common. Bring them all to the knees.
more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.